Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I truly hope you enjoy this episode. And before we get into the episode, here's a brief word from our sponsor, Anchor. How's it going, guys? It's your boy, Spittlemouth Keith Olbermann, back at it with another reason why you should get the jab. Just get the jab, or whatever the fuck that grifter, demented piece of shit says. Um, It's your boy, Keith Olbermann, back with another episode of Independently Minded. I'm the new host of Independently Minded, after the previous host was uh, brutally murdered to death by um, podcaster and MMA commentator Joe Rogan. Anyway, we're back. We're back with another episode. Another episode of the the number 7th ranked podcast for satirical news and uh, current events commentary on Spotify. That is a fact. Look it up yourself. We have quite a few things to talk about. Not really quite a few things. We have a couple things to talk about. Um, let's just get into them. First things first. Uh, Biden, the Biden student loan relief. So there are some things I wanted to cover with this. Um, it's mostly bad, but there are some good. There's some good in it. The good mainly being the debt relief. So for those of you who have gone to school, maybe, maybe you went to school in the early 2000s, maybe even the early 2010s, 90s or 80s, or even further back, you probably received you most likely received a higher quality of education than people are getting today in college. College today is a scam, and I've talked about it many times in the past, and I guess I can reiterate it. M- lots of people have bachelor's degrees. Less than half the United States has a four-year degree from a university, but lots of people have bachelor's degrees, making them less valuable. That's not what makes it a scam. If you have the correct amount of work experience, you know, internships, uh, you have a good resume and you have a degree and you're just, you know, you're, you're in, you're in the right target. You're in a, a job market that is in demand. You, you know, you maybe got some certificates along with the degree, you know, everything that you add together can give you a better chance. I'm not saying co- college is completely useless, but it's mostly a scam. If you look at most jobs, especially here in Europe, when I look at government jobs specifically, it doesn't matter what degree you have. You can have a bachelor's degree in communications. You can have a bachelor's degree in general education. As long as you have a bachelor's degree, you will at least be considered for certain jobs. Of course, experience goes a long way too. People don't really talk about that. Uh, they don't talk about it in, in, in high school. I didn't know what an internship was until it was too late, until I was already in college. And they're like, yeah, uh, two years of experience required. And I'm like, well... How can I get two years of experience if this is an entry-level job? Uh, for example, as a paralegal, you can become a paralegal, but they're going to ask that most most law firms are going to ask that you have work experience. And you're like, well, how do I get work experience if, if this is a beginner job? Internships. Boom. Solve, solves the problem. Um, yeah, for the most part, everybody, almost everyone that I know who is weak-minded, went through school, very, very uh, malleable and easy to convince and impressionable uh, that they never learned to think for themselves and never learned how to be a free thinker and how to independently form rational thoughts in their brain. Went into college, came out addicted to multiple drugs. They came out a communist or they came out 
a radical socialist. They came out hating themselves because they were told that they should have white guilt or European guilt or they should be shamed for what their the, the possibility that their ancestors um the, the slight chance that their ancestors held slaves um they should have male guilt you know there are these safe spaces where only colored people are allowed blah 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 most people are going into the traditional university setting and coming out completely scarred and they're never going to be the same again and i think it's all part of a big plan anyway that's not to say there are not ways around it. I myself am going to a university. I'm doing it online because I. why would I go to school and get a degree that's the exact same as everyone else's degree, but make it harder on myself and charge uh, and, and pay more money? Why would I do that? I'm going to school. I'm getting the same four-year degree as everybody else who decided they were going to go to. I had a lot of friends that went to San Diego State University, which I'll get into the San Diego State and California University scam that they have also. Um, that I, I unknowingly took part in, even though I was never going to go to a university right, right off the bat, cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was only going to get my associate's degree back when I was a retard. And I was like, why would I want to get a two-year degree from an expensive ass university that's charging me like nine times more than I could pay if I go to, uh, I think it was Southwestern college or whatever, uh, community college they had. I'm, I think I'm going about it the right way because I have a plan. I know what I'm getting into. The, the field that I'm getting into is, is, is increasingly going to uh, be in demand. The demand is, is projected to go up like, I don't know, 7 to 11, per, 7 to 9% in the next, uh, I think, until 2030 or something. So I know what I'm doing. I have a plan. I have a backup plan. I have another backup plan. And if all else fails, I'll join the military, which I'm not going to do. But, you know, if all else fails, <laughs> that's my backup, backup, backup. That's my plan Z. Um, anyway, you can go to college. You can come out unscathed, but it's very unlikely. I've I've just seen it with so many of my friends. I have like one friend, not counting my wife. My wife is, is going to college and she's she doesn't give a shit about anything. She doesn't fucking... You know, people who are will scold her on her. Like she wrote a paper on. Uh, my wife wrote a paper on uh, the transgender male to female in female sports, and her her professor immediately was like, "I thought I was gonna hate this paper from the get go." I'm like, yeah, "This is why scumbags like you are fucking adjunct professors. You're a fucking loser. You are a fucking loser because you get off on making ten bucks a fucking day." Being an adjunct professor, shitting on kids, aspiring kids, hopes and dreams, and letting your bias get in the way when you go to grade papers. Fuck off. Anyway, before I get into why I like part of the student uh, loan relief, um, and then which is going to lead into why I think it's a cover for avoiding actually fixing the problem, the Colorado, uh, the California scam. So I had this thing. Uh, I don't know if every high school in San Diego or every high school in California took part in it, but I know that mine did and a few others did in the San Diego area. So I had this thing. It was called A through G requirements. Each letter stood for uh, a topic, um, I mean, a, or a subject in school that you had to take a certain amount of years. So like A, for example, was arts. You needed to take two years of an art class. B was language. You had to take two, two years of a language uh 
throughout your four years of high school. You had to fulfill all of these A through G requirements to graduate. And if you did fulfill the A through G requirements, you got a spot, a free spot opened up in San Diego State University or um, UCSD. So the two main colleges in San Diego. Hopefully I'm explaining that in a way that it makes sense. This is how it was explained to me by my counselor at my high school. If it's wrong, fuck off. That's how my counselor explained it to me. Uh, And the reason she explained it to me, she was very adamant on it, was because I had transferred to California. We had moved to California halfway through my junior year. It was actually required that I had two years of a language, but I hadn't had two years of a language yet. Obviously, I only had a year and a half left of school. There was a slight chance that I was going to get held back and not be able to graduate because I didn't take a stupid fucking language course, which I'm learning more with my with this free app on my phone with Italian and Duolingo, you guys should sponsor this podcast. If you guys do sponsors, Duolingo, I'm calling to you right now, sponsor this independently minded podcast. Anyway, I'm learning more and I've learned more outside of school than I ever would in high school taking a language course. Granted, that's not really the teacher's fault. It's not the school's fault. It's just the way the school is designed. I had a block uh, schedule in uh, San Diego. I'm just going to keep this brief. Meaning we had three classes a day, two hours each, and a break in between each class, and then lunch, of course. And then you went home at uh, at the end of a normal seven and a half or eight hour uh, school day. In a normal school setting, you have 55 minutes in a language course every day. 55 minutes is not nearly enough time to actually learn vocabulary let it stick and kind of practice it and practice it and beat it over the head with the hammer um, to remember it. And you're not going to have as much time to practice because the the vocabulary is the easy part. It's the grammar, remembering uh, the order that things are set in, and then just actually speaking it and speaking it to Spanish speakers. If you only have 55 minutes to do that, probably 20 minutes of that every day is spent talking to your professor or your teacher and your classmates. It's not an effective way to learn a language. Anyway, I didn't take a language because in Illinois, they had real classes, classes that actually benefited you, where you actually learned skills. You know, they had home ec, they had a cooking class, they had uh, they had a, a mechanic, an auto, auto shop class, they had a mechanic class, they had construction, they had wood shop. I took wood shop and I took construction. And it, those were the... the best two and a half years of my life uh, is besides sports in high school. I created a bunch of wooden wooden stuff. I actually did some sheet metal. I did CAD design. All these things that were super beneficial to me. And then when I went to California, they're like, these don't count. These are fucking, these are, these are bullshit. You're not going to graduate um, if, you, if you don't figure something out. Um, so I ended up getting this, this whole process explained to me by my professor. So at the time, I was like, okay, cool, free spot in this college that I'm not going to go to because I can't afford it anyways, and I don't know what to go to school for, for, so why would I go to an an expensive university when I don't know what the fuck I'm doing? An associate's degree is the same. (laughs) When you're talking about associate's degree, getting it at Harvard or getting it at fucking Green Mountain College or whatever, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. It's an associate's degree. Anyway... So there are people around the world that are trying to get into schools like SDSU and UCSD, and there are people that are getting it just because they have some kind of fucking kickback system between, allegedly, between high school, the high schools in San Diego and the colleges, the universities in San Diego, where, oh, you get a free spot, which costs this much money, and, uh, you know, our, our application acceptance rate is this low, and 
this many people graduate from the school, but you get it for free if you if your school, you know, um, will give them a little money um, and they'll have a free spot in our school if they just fulfilled these bullshit requirements, which I also had to take art in art class, which sucked. I ended up taking digital media where we made the morning bulletin like little news montages. And I actually learned that I, I, I enjoy screen. I enjoy cinematography. I enjoy filmmaking. So I guess a plus did come from that. But anyways, I'm glad to see that people who are unwillingly participating in a scam, because most people are not aware of the scam of college, are getting their debt, debt, um, getting debt relief. I'm cool with that because college is way too expensive. The problem is where the bad comes for me is that this is one a way for the Biden administration to appeal to voters during midterms. This is this they're probably looking at demographics and like holy shit, millennials and Gen Z people are not voting for me. Let's let's pull this hat trick out of you. They they you think that the Biden administration purposely put off student debt relief for fun? It was a strategic move. They did it to and they want and they decided to wait and pull the the card uh, out of the deck for midterms so that's number one the reason why this is happening now number two this is just a way for the biden administration and for the u.s government and for the entire country to put off fixing the actual problem that is college one the quality of education is poor two the quality of education is not even close to at the level and is uh, and it's not even close to worth it for the amount of money that it costs i think i read from I think it's from fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred percent. That's how much college the cost of college has jumped from the from nineteen seventy nine. So from the nineteen eighties to today, college has increased from six to nine per not six times to nine times more expensive. Let me reiterate that. College today is six to nine times more expensive than it was in the nineteen eighties. This is getting ignored now. Because now people are going to go to school, they're going to continue to put money into this corrupt system, and it's just going to get relieved for them anyways. Um, I think people who are getting money for, that also received uh, Pell Grant money is great. Um, I know people that grew up poor, and they received uh, more grants than other people that didn't grow up as poor. And I'm completely cool with that, and I'm completely fine with them getting more assistance. If you're going to force people, if you're going to make it, if it's damn near impossible to succeed without getting a college degree, relieve them, relieve them of the debt. It's a fucking scam. So I do like that the relief, that there's debt relief, but it ultimately is just kicking the can down the road, not fixing the quality of education, not putting in kind of checks and balances and keeping these and kind of having quality assurance quality control not just for the quality of education but also for the quality of professors and the faculty and the curriculum there's still a lot of bullshit that you're being taught in school you're still being forced to take bullshit classes i took a fucking introduction to nutrition class and i'm an art i'm i'm an english major and i had to take an introduction to to uh yeah to nutrition and then after doing an advanced research writing class i had to take an introduction to research writing class what the fuck is this shit it's a scam they want to get more and more money out as much money out of you as possible just for you to not be able to get a job when you get out of high school uh get out of college because you didn't get told about internships 
you didn't know anything about work experience, didn't know anything about volunteer work, and now you're fucked. And you have a degree, and you have this debt, and you have this much time after you graduate until you have to start paying off your student loans. You can't declare bankruptcy on it, and when you die, it gets passed on to family members, and their wages are garnished. Complete fucking scam. So, I guess until the problem is fixed, relieve the debt. I don't want to hear this shit about, oh, where's the money coming from? They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. They figured out how to send, uh, where to get uh, billions of dollars to send to Ukraine. They can figure that out. I don't have any fucking sympathy for the government and the headache that it's causing for the economists that are employed by the United States government and United States politicians. Next thing I wanted to talk about. So, a mostly redacted affidavit for the raid, the FBI raid of Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was released. And there's not much on there. You can find it on the internet. uh, I think five or six pages were released. And if you look at it, it's it's, no joke, not exaggerating. 90% of it is redacted. And from that 10% that's available to the public, grifters like Keith Olbermann and Shank Uger are claiming absolutely insane things, both things that you cannot ascertain from reading the the redacted, the, the, the non-redacted, the 10%, the fucking four sentences that you can read from the affidavit. Here's here's what we got, okay? Keith Olbermann claims that from the four sentences of the affidavit David, that are not redacted show that Trump is a Russian spy. That's what Keith Olbermann was saying. He's like, at the very least, spitting spitting with the spittle all over his fucking mouth as he's yelling from his, his $80 million New York penthouse. Trump, at the, at the absolute least, it, this is proof that Trump is a Russian spy. And then Shank Uger claims that it shows that Trump hid top-secret nuclear documents, which may or may not be true. But Shank Uger is so pissed that Donald Trump took top-secret nuclear documents that are vital to the processes for nukes but he took them he should be happy because he took them away from the military industrial complex who who chank uger takes a lot of money from but he pretends to be anti he pretends to be anti military industrial complex he hates the idea of them having all these weapons getting all this money uh blah 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 but he's mad that that orange man took some important documents regarding the most powerful weapon in the entire world away from this so-called military-industrial complex that he actually uh, gets a paycheck from every month. Cenk Uger is scum, and Keith Olbermann is demented. This has not changed. You just have to go onto onto Cenk Uger's page, and almost everything that he says makes you want to jump off of the Eiffel Tower and dive headfirst, swan dive, into the fucking concrete below. Not, not much has changed. I haven't talked much about this this Trump Mar-a-Lago raid because it's, it's a developing story. I think it's mostly a nothing burger, and I don't think there's a grand conspiracy. I think that the, that the FBI is trying to pin Trump on something like, oh, look, he had 12 top-secret documents. He needs to be tried. He needs to be convicted. He's guilty. Let's keep him from running in the 2024 election because he's most likely going to be the next president. He's most likely going to defeat Joe Biden. Which, you know, if the people want him, the people want him. I know one thing that's been concerning with Trump is his unwillingness. You know, it it had been a couple months and I was uh, starting to feel more optimistic about his platform. Um, Not saying that I've decided to vote for him or vote for whoever yet. I absolutely have not. But it's a little concerning seeing that Trump is still talking about 
being in like reins being instated as president right now or having a new election like right now i <sighs> the stop the steal shit needs to die but it's not you know many 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 including uh, including people uh many many people that are still in power and that have just received you know nominations um and have been voted in and have won their elections in the midterms have talked about how they would over have overturned the election um and they would not have certified their state's election had they been in power in 2020. So, stop the stills not going away, even though I wish it was. <sighs> Stay hydrated, bitches. Ugh. So, next thing I wanted to talk about. Um, Ozzy Osbourne said that he's going back to England because he doesn't want to die in crazy America. And I'm with him, Honestly. I didn't know that Ozzy Osbourne was still alive. I didn't know that he was still able to speak with all the drugs that he's done and the parrot's heads he's ripped off with his mouth. But I'm with him. One of the many reasons why I'll never go back to America until I have a shit ton of money and can live in the Rocky Mountains or live in Washington State far from the city and far from retards, I feel the same way. I am blessed with the opportunity to live in Europe. Blessed with the opportunity to live in Germany. I can transfer... Me and my wife can transfer our jobs to nearly anywhere in the entire world, and I'm completely blessed to have that to have those opportunities. And I don't plan to squander them, and I don't plan to ever ruin them by going back to America, where I'm just gonna step on heroin needles, get stabbed, and get my fucking house looted whenever uh, um, an unarmed person gets shot by a cop. I just it's I didn't know that Ozzy Osbourne was living in America, but I think he's making the smart move going back to England. You know, England may have some knifing problems. But at least you're not getting, you're not getting fucking your shit kicked in uh, every time you go on the subway in your city. I, I feel, I feel Ozzy Osbourne. I, I completely feel the same way. I don't plan to ever go back to America. As, as long as I can stay an American citizen and not live in America and reap the rewards of being an American but not having to deal with my fellow Americans, I, I will continue to do so for as long as I can. So the next bit I wanted to talk about, the New York Times actually posted an article that said, the headline was, this teen was prescribed 10 psychiatric drugs. She's not alone. So this is the same big pharma demonic entity that people were bending their ass cheeks backwards over for during the pandemic. You had people bending their ass backwards, making Pfizer songs, getting Moderna, getting Moderna tattoos, Pfizer tattoos, making Moderna songs, Johnson and Johnson songs. You had people doing this for the same quote unquote big pharma that they have been fighting and that they love people like Bernie Sanders um, for, for fighting against. 10 psychiatric drugs. In what world is someone who is freely operating outside of a mental institution? In what world is it okay to prescribe someone 10 psychiatric drugs? I know so many people who have surgeries or they have operations or they get dental work done and they're prescribed a, they're prescribed copious amounts of painkillers um and drugs like that that are not necessary they're like oh you're gonna have some soreness for the next uh, 48 to 72 hours here's an entire fucking bottle 70 pills worth of i don't know i'm not good with painkillers because i'm not a, a junkie but guys people know how corrupt big pharma is 
and they still open their ass cheeks for them with COVID. Like I said, I'm a young man. I'm still quite impressionable. I'm very, I'm, I'm pretty rigid on the things that I believe, I believe, but my ideologies are malleable and I can always get my mind changed. Um, if someone, if someone presents a good enough argument and presents enough evidence, I just, I don't understand record breaking profits for big pharma, the same big pharma that is prescribing this teenager 10 psychiatric drugs. I just, I just, I don't understand. This is why I always go back to people don't actually care about anything. People do not care about big pharma. They're not fighting big pharma. They're not going to continue to stand up for slave, slaved, uh, slave labor in whatever country while tweeting from their iPhone or their Samsung or while wearing their jeans that were made in Indonesia off slave, la slave labor, all this shit. Nobody actually cares. They have a surface level of care for every issue, including big pharma. The New York Times can go fuck themselves because they were probably during the pandemic writing bullshit articles about how it was the pandemic of the unvaccinated and Aaron Rodgers is a scumbag because he's allergic to a fucking uh, uh, a chemical that's an ingredient of the mRNA vaccines and his doctors have told him, the CDC actually, the CDC website told him if you're allergic to this, you probably shouldn't get the vaccine and you should uh, avoid mRNA and maybe get Johnson & Johnson, which is giving blood clots or whatever. New York Times is as guilty as the rest of uh, the rest of you guys. Uh, fuck off, fuck off, New York Times. You don't actually care about this person. You're making this article so you can make money, obviously, and you don't truly care about anything or about Big Pharma at all. You're probably getting your paychecks from Bill Pharma, uh, Big Pharma. You're probably sponsored by Big Pharma. Fuck off. Next thing I wanted to talk about. So apparently the latest COVID boosters, for some fucking reason, we have COVID boosters coming out, even though nobody is dying of COVID anymore, really. I got COVID recently. Everyone at my work got COVID recently. My wife got COVID recently. My great-grandparents got COVID for the second time recently. They're in their 90s, and they're in a nursing home. And knock on wood, they're fine. They, they got it like a week or two ago, and I, as far as I know, they're fine. They're stable. They're alive. Part of it could be because they're vaccinated. Yeah, we can keep making boosters for old people. But the second that anybody comes up to me and tells me I need to you need to get another booster to keep your job, I'm going to break their fucking jaw. I refuse to go through the same shit that I had to go through last winter and the previous winter. I refuse to go through this shit again. So apparently these boosters are set to roll out before human testing is even completed. So, yes. For the most part, vaccines helped more than they harmed, but it doesn't matter because the amount of amount of harm that was done to people, zero of those cases are going to be held against the vaccine companies. Zero of the cases are going to have any kick, any pushback or any, no damage is going to be done and no consequences will be felt by the vaccine companies. And it doesn't matter ultimately what happens with these with these uh, boosters because the government and these liability, these liability, I mean, uh, these, these uh, corporations, Moderna, Pfizer, um, BioNTech, I think, I think BioNTech, Pfizer is uh, one in, one in the same um, Sputnik, Johnson Johnson. They all have liability protection clauses with the government. So anything that does happen because it is ultimately rushed out and it was rushed out in record time 
nothing can happen to these corporations and they will not be held responsible for anything that happens. Deaths, myocarditis, pericarditis, blood clots. You think anybody in Johnson Johnson felt the wrath of, of the government or of law enforcement when people were showing up to hospitals with blood clots following their one one uh, vaccine that they had to get? No. It doesn't matter. And people are going to continue to bend their ass, bend over, spread their ass cheeks for these corporations, and then they're going to talk about, oh, oh, this this girl's getting ten psychiatric drugs prescribed to her for for a mild case of anxiety or whatever. <sighs> Come on, man. I'm going to finish this with more COVID talk, okay? I'm just going to reiterate some myths that we were told people were getting removed on for uh, countering and uh, speaking and posting and sharing the opposite on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, even on uh, YouTube. Everywhere that you posted things and you, 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 you pushed back on these myths that I'm about to reiterate, you were getting censored and you were getting your livelihood taken away. So number one, vaccines prevent transmission. That is false. Vaccines do not prevent transmission. It is impossible. And for the same exact logic that it, vaccines cannot prevent infection either. The coronavirus is a respiratory virus. It lives in the nose, the mouth, and the lungs, and it lives on surfaces. So unless the vaccine is a form of Lysol that completely cleans out all remnants of the coronavirus out of my nose, mouth, and lungs, then it does not prevent transmission. Same with infection. There is no fucking Kleenex block that gets put in all your orifice, orifices that keeps you from contracting the coronavirus. I believe that most people have gotten, I think everybody has gotten every variant of the coronavirus. They were either asymptomatic or the vaccine just lessened symptoms or they had it and just thought they had a cold and didn't care, didn't want to miss work, couldn't afford to miss work, blah, blah, blah. Another, another, uh, vaccine myth nobody has died from the from following the covid vaccine it's hard to be able to it'd be it's hard you'll be hard pressed to find data that shows how many people have died as a result of the covid vaccine but there have been tens of thousands of people who have died following receiving the covid vaccine does that mean everybody of those tens of thousands of people who have died after receiving the covid vaccine died because of the covid vaccine absolutely not there could be a, a myriad of different reasons for why they died. But you can bet your ass that some of them did. It was a vaccine that got rushed out. There's going to be side effects with everything, no matter how you work on it for 50 years or you work on it for five months. There are going to be side effects. I'm not holding that against these companies, but them having liability protection and them making deals with, with social media companies and with uh, media conglomerates and news conglomerates um, and paying them to hide these and to pursue and attack people and blackmail people and censor people and shut down people that are talking about these side effects. And then you have people who are making videos or articles saying only one person has died after receiving the COVID vaccine. And it wasn't because of that. It was because of a heart attack or whatever the fuck. That is a myth. People have died following the COVID vaccine. Whether or not it's because of the vaccine, that's up for people to 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 find out for themselves but it doesn't matter people need to know that you have that people have died following receiving the covid vaccine another thing uh 
The vaccine can lead to harmful side effects, including myocarditis, which is one of the most common side effects, particularly in young adult males to, uh, you know, like the, the, the early 30s range. So from like 12 to 30, if you're a male, for some reason, you have a higher chance of, of getting myocarditis in a heart that would have never had myocarditis besides the vaccine or besides getting COVID. So those are a few things that I wanted to reiterate. Don't ever forget that the media censored people who spoke out against uh, and spoke out on these things. Don't forget people that are responsible for for the you know the the draconian measures that did not work. Lockdowns did not work. Lockdowns did not slow the spread. Arresting people at the beach, arresting the lone surfer uh, in the waves that's just surfing by himself did not prevent the spread of the COVID vaccine. Aaron Rodgers was no more of a risk to other people than uh, that. Uh, he, Aaron Rodgers was and an, that one uh, tennis player. They are not more of a risk because they're unvaccinated than anybody else. As far as I'm concerned, they're probably less of a risk because they've had COVID before and they have the antibodies. Therefore, when they get COVID again, the symptoms are probably going to be less and they're probably going to spread it less because they're not coughing and sneezing as much. Never forget and always and forever, fuck everyone who is responsible for the COVID response. Governments, Dr. Fauci, Joe Biden, uh, that bitch from MSNBC, Keith Olbermann, Don Lemon, fuck all these people. Never forget, never forget. Anyway, uh, to end on a good positive note, I'm about to go to Florence. I'm super excited. I plan on eating lots and lots of food and probably gaining all the weight that I've worked really hard to lose the past month. I'm probably going to gain it all back in three days, give or take. Stay hydrated, and thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope it didn't sound too negative. And I hope it didn't sound too, you know, much of a, a complainer, whiner, bitch. Because I actually love life. This is like the only time that I really am in tune with with the news and where I get worked up about it. But as soon as I press stop and I upload this episode, it's like a weight is lifted off my shoulder. And I fucking, I go play uh, Lego Star Wars on my Xbox and I don't care. It's, don't worry, don't worry. I'm 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 very grateful for life. I'm very grateful for the situation I'm in. Grateful for the life me and my wife have been working hard to create. And yeah, I'm excited for the future. I'm actually going to put my second novel on hold. And I'm writing, I'm working on one or two short stories. And I'm going to try to get those published in some journals. So I can beef up my writing credentials and my writing resume. Um, because I'm still having trouble getting an agent for my my first book. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned uh, to this podcast, please. And I'll catch you on the next episode. As always, stay safe, stay away from those crazies out there.